Listen, to, we've know. dismissed like eight <laughs> different multi-year charges. <laughs> yeah. um, we're going to have to throw you in for this one. But the best part about it is he didn't even serve the entire 10 years. Of course so. not. Like, <laughs> come on. What is up, everybody? You have just tuned into the Tether Radio Podcast, the only podcast keeping you from spiraling out into the infinite abyss. I'm your host, Daniel, and this week, in studio, all together, we have Allie, Larry, and my wife, Megan. So, (laughs) say hello, friendos. Hey! Hello. (laughs) Hey, man, I'm just trying to ball over here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that that is your hint as to what we're going to be talking about for our 200th episode. Holy Man. shit. Yes. Wow. Two- yes. Hundred. Two hundred, man. You we know really how long it. it has been since we teased this and the amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my brain is is completely smooth. Mine has no wrinkles left. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's yep. Yep. God. <laughs> so, uh if you did happen to miss uh the previous times that we teased this shit, uh um, First off, how are you just not <laughs> listening to us? Okay. I know. You need to reevaluate your life. Now, uh so uh, what we chose for our 200th and 201st episode of the Tether Radio podcast, we are covering three uh, big things that all kind of uh, overlap. Very much so, overlap. Yeah. So uh, Megan and I are kind of taking the the point on the book Helter Skelter by uh, Vince Bugliosi. Uh and that was basically the that was the guy that was the prosecutor uh, in the Manson um, the Manson trial uh, and the Manson family trial stuff. So uh, we're actually going to be covering that to a degree, and then Allie's going to be covering the book Chaos by Tom O'Neill um, that kind of dives into actually, I mean. Everything. Yeah. Um. So, and we're gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna preface uh, the, these episodes with we're gonna be probably all over the fucking place. I mean, but we're is, gonna try. There to is keep it no way to make this very nice and neat and buttoned up. Yeah. Like there's no, just yeah. not. There's so many things that overlap and that are left out and that. Oh my god! You should see. I've got yarn all over the walls in my apartment. Yes. Like it's, maybe oh. if we were like professional. Um, reporters or yeah. journalists yeah we could make it work but we're just a bunch of people that drink beer and Dude, talk it took shit Tom we do over 20 years to write this book like no yeah we, no. we do this we do this shit as a side gig <laughs> so like yeah dang that book is thick yeah it's so good book. Yeah. i basically read it twice is that what the kids are calling it nowadays Books. 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 Um, So, yeah. So, uh, Allie's going to dive into the chaos stuff, and we're probably going to be, like, going back and forth. And then, uh, at some point, we're going to be tying in MKUltra, which uh, Larry is going to take point. Yeah. uh, So, basically, I'm going to be reading the Wikipedia page for MKUltra to you guys. (laughs) Verbatim. So, I'm going to put you to sleep. No, I'm just... You better not. Uh, No. No. Listen. This shit... 
everyone everyone knows what MK Ultra is or thinks that they no, know they most don't. of it. I know so many people that are like, what's that? And I'm like, how have you never? <laughs> 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 yeah. Have you ever heard of LSD? Like, do it must think... be nice to have a peaceful, normal brain. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, why do I know this random bullshit? Like, uh, how LSD was discovered and the fact that it was made by the government, yet everyone still trusts the government. Well, dude, if you what, trust the U.S. government, you are fucking insane. Yes, I'll tell you that. I, I, I think that we can regardless all agree of party on affiliation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I predict that the power is going to cut off like at halfway through this show, and it's going to. Yeah, if they so find out that we're recording good, this, we're done. The good part is the roadcaster is not connected to the internet, so they can't be listening in on that. Yeah, but look how many devices look how are many in this. Computers. Oh, computers. you think it's unhackable? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh man, but, our poor uh, FBI agents all deserve a raise. The ones oh, that live in our phones. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. Um, so, uh, how we're going to kind of kick this bad boy off? Um, I'm just going to start with kind of a recap of uh, of Charles Manson's childhood. And kind of trying to get us up to the point of the formation of the family, and then we'll kind of get into the uh, the uh, Tate and LaBianca murders. Yeah, uh, I've the, never the even ones. heard of Charles Manson. I don't even know who this guy is. I know he's I, just a little guy. guy. Yeah, nah. I mean so that's literally. very yeah. That is a very accurate statement. So, uh, so. without further ado, let me get to my notes. So. Uh, he was he was actually born no name Maddox, which was really so funny. No uh, name Maddox. Literally, they just didn't give him a name. God. So <laughs> yeah, and uh, his his mom was just like he described his mom as just being like very loose, but. She was also kind of seen as like potentially a prostitute, but so, he would not refer to her. He's so loose in all the ways. Yeah, yeah he just like, he just slips. Uh, what was it called? Uh, slip and slide out of there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Just popped out. <laughs> but it was like one of these things. I thought it was really funny because like he uh, and and last podcast got into it uh, that like he he was like, oh yeah, you know, she's like sometimes you know she get with guys just for money. And they're like, oh, so she was a prostitute. And no, 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 she's no, not no, a prostitute. No, no, no. Like that. She, yeah, so she, she, she's not she a whore. Would, yeah, yeah. It's like, whatever. She did what she had to do, that's yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. She's an entrepreneur. <laughs> exactly. An accountant, as as they're known now. Yeah, sure yeah. Does. So she was super loose and uh, basically just uh, did not keep track of Manson by, by any stretch. And then decided... I don't want my son anymore, so I'm going to basically... Like a lot of people put, do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At the age of, like, I can't even remember how... He was, like, you know, seven or something yeah. like that. Like, he was definitely old enough. Old enough to think. know about it. Exactly. Yeah. Are you listening, Supreme Court, right, right now? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, she, she sent him to the... She was pretty young, though. She was... Yeah, she was also... She was... I mean, she was, like, She's like 14 or something when she ever, like... 16 when she oh, yeah. had him or something uh, like 15. that. So, I mean, yeah. I just found it. Gotcha. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, she sent him to the, like, Jabalt School for Boys, and that was in, like, 47. He actually ended up running uh, running away from the School for Boys back to his mom uh, in Christmas of that year, and she re- reiterated, 
I don't want you, and took him back to the school. Yeah, that sounds like a healthy relationship. Oh, yeah. I'm picturing mm-hmm. Manson just with like some lipstick on and a bow in his hair, and that's his mom, and she's like, yeah. I'm here. Oh, she was just bawling. She was bawling all the boys. <laughs> that um, kind of behavior does not a cult leader create. No, no, not <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, she took him back to the Jabal uh, school and then uh, he ran away from that uh, again and uh, they caught him and incorrectly identified him as a Catholic. So he ended up going to the Father Flanagan's Boys Town. Oh, this God. sounds like a bar. That, dude, no. <laughs> to me, it a totally... Yeah, 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 like for real. It does. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious, dude. So, uh, and I just love that I wrote this down. He then escaped from Boys Town. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Fuck so, place. <laughs> so after they caught him uh, for burglary and this entire time, he was just committing all the like petty theft and like but all the shit. Constant, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, he left the the boys' town uh, thing, got caught for burglary, and they ended up putting him in a juvie uh, center in Indianapolis. Uh, so he ended up escaping from that, and uh, they—he's just a slippery motherfucker, isn't he? D- d- I mean, like, like, he came out slippery, he's right? Sl- yeah, so, he yeah. slipped out of his mom. But, but this is—but this is the other thing. He was like, can't catch me as, an, as a full adult. Yeah, he was like five. Three or something, five or five two. five two. Because I have an Allie. inch on him, and I'm proud of it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this guy. I mean, dude, this guy was just teeny. So yeah. I mean, it's not surprising that he could like escape at the drop of a hat. Also, you know? like, of course, he ends up getting some sort of crazy complex. He's tiny. Yeah. yeah. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Totally. Uh, Napoleon yeah. complex yeah. to the nth degree. Yeah. So uh, so he. Uh, let's see. He got out of the the uh, juvie center in Indianapolis, and then uh, he got caught trying to burglarize a grocery store uh, with some other kids that he had hooked or that he had actually escaped from uh, the center with. Um, and then he, they sent him to the. Let's see. What was it called? Uh, here we go. The Washington, D.C.'s National Training School for Boys. Dude, this guy just so, traveled everywhere. Yeah. I mean, like, I, he was just like, and I mean, dude, in Indianapolis, he actually rented his own fucking apartment at, like, the age of, which I don't know how you would do this. I guess, obviously, shit was way fucking different. It was like oh, 50s, well, like, right? Nobody checked IDs or anything. Like, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, a 14-year-old comes up and he's like, yeah, I want to rent a room. Well, he's five foot two, so you know he's grown. (laughs) That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, And so this is where, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Rewind. Go back to the, uh, we're going back to the Indiana uh, boys school thing. Um, That was a really, really gnarly experience for uh, Manson because he apparently was like beaten all the time there. He was sexually assaulted by like other like inmates or whatever, or kids. And like, I feel like this was kind of the beginning of, Oh, I was like, listen to that. Megan. Anyway. So, um, and I just remember this, uh, this one, uh, quote from the last podcast stuff in regards to this, that, this one of the the uh, one of the guards took like uh, silage from the uh, 
from the bottom of like it was in a, in a dairy farm or so they had a dairy farm on there and so they took the silage from the which is like the broken down like almost compost uh okay like i was gonna ask what the hell stuff. that was okay yeah um that the cows would be like standing on yeah and he like spits in it tobacco juice and shoves it up manson's ass and basically it was it was basically like oh yeah you know he's, he's ready to get fucked now kind of thing so oh, yeah. i mean like dude this was a super ridiculous experience like um so i I, yeah. I very much feel like mansom was one of the like kind of like ed gain like he didn't have a chance he and didn't that, have a chance and, and to that be was normal the thing. and that was the thing man and i'll uh i'll, I'll try to pick up pace because obviously uh <laughs> this isn't only just about manson so anyway so he uh he Failed to to get to run away from the Indianapolis uh, school for boys or whatever, and then accomplished uh, escaping with two two people in fifty one. Uh, then he was picked up again and sent to the federal reformatory at uh, Chillicothe, Ohio, in uh, September twenty second of fifty two. And this, uh, let's see, this is where Manson was said to have changed and not have any. Uh, serious disciplinary uh, offenses. So he actually had cleaned up his act to a degree. Um, then he, let's see, he escaped uh, from there <laughs> and stole a vehicle, drove it across uh, state lines, which then made it a federal, federal offense. Yep. And so that, that was the other thing about all this. He was committing all of these crimes and somehow they were like, it was like he was getting fucked for all of it, but they were really easy on him yeah. for some reason. Like so. he was an informant and they had to protect him or something. <laughs> yeah. but... <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're, you know, I think at this point he was, uh, I don't know how old he was. When was he born? Like 39 or something like that? He was that... born in 34. 34. Okay. Yeah, so November. he was 18 uh, at this point. Um, so let's see. That's when. Oh no, I'm sorry. That, when he stole the vehicle, drove it across state lines. That's when he was actually sent to the uh, National Training School for Boys. That was after the Indianapolis school. Okay. Um, Manson uh, wasn't at the training school for boys long because he was then transferred to Natural Bridge Honor Camp in October of '51. He was supposed to have a parole hearing in September. February of 52. But he was caught raping a boy at knife point. God. So he was instead transferred to the federal reformatory in VA. Um, <laughs> like, like it's, yeah. it's, there are so many literal slaps on the wrist. It's like. Yeah. Oh, you it's, raped someone at knife point. Well, it's like, honestly, they, they treated Manson like we are treated when we call customer service at Comcast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, well, it's not my problem. Let me just, yeah. like put you with that department, yeah. you know? And it's just like just like the, the shift around, man. But uh, anywho, so uh, so then he, he uh, committed a, a further eight serious disciplinary offenses and three involving homosexual acts. This is kind of a uh, recurring theme that it's like he he didn't consider himself homosexual, but like there was a lot of like I guess bisexual like tendencies or whatever. Well, with, and with I think him, a, right? a lot of sexual assault ends up being about power and control and stuff, yes. and not necessarily about the actual yeah. act yeah. or whatever. Okay. Well, I mean, he was also at that school where like all the other kids 
had been like yeah. doing that to him. So yeah. I'm sure that somehow. Like, yeah, it's like revenge. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just like the worst thing you can think of to do to somebody. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. And also, even if he was gay or bi, this is the 60s. He's not mm-hmm. going to say it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, totally, totally. Um, so uh, after that, let's see. He actually, uh, he got sent to, uh, or his, his aunt actually visited him uh, at that place and said that she would take him and help him find work. Um, let's see. Uh, okay. So in January of 55, Manson actually married a hospital waitress, uh, by the name of Rosalie Jean Willis. Hospital waitress? Oh, but you, so in the book that we read, yep. um, cause I'd made a note, know, he actually got, he actually got a service award for educational advancement and good work habits on vehicles. At the yeah, place in Ohio, that's, that's which a good was point. kind of and, weird. And this, that is also a recurring theme with <laughs> Maybe Manson. they he had got... to give everybody <laughs> some award, yeah, and that's what he ended up with. It was like... Manson's first participation. Yeah. <laughs> God. Ba- and they said, like, he basically went from, like, fourth grade level to seventh grade level yeah. of, like, education, I yeah, guess, development. Yeah. Man. Yeah. He so, was barely literate, so I don't know where they're getting these levels. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so, anyway, so... Uh, he married this uh, this hospital waitress. Don't ask me what that is. I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, and then, uh, let's see, around October, about three months, excuse me, after he and his pregnant wife arrived in L.A. in a car he had stolen in Ohio, Manson was again charged Imagine with that. The, I know. He was, he was again charged with a federal crime for taking the vehicle across state lines. So they gave him a psychiatric evaluation, and he was given five years probation. What uh, the fuck, man? Well, so dude, and butt. this is like totally recurring. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. fucking federal offenses that he's just, you know. Listen, what year was this? You said it was. 52. 52. Yeah. Okay, so who was. I'm in- sorry, no. 55, 55. Yeah, 55. 50, 55. Okay, so the, the three-strike law wasn't, or the street three-strike whatever the yeah. fuck it was. It wasn't in effect until what uh, Reagan wasn't it Reagan? I'm not sure, actually. One, one of them put well, it also, in. Well, also, I think that just applies to black people. Yeah, that's what I was about to get into. <laughs> Which, I was like, this motherfucker broke. It's funny that you would mention that because they they don't know who Manson's dad is yeah. or was. And they it was actually it was Kevin suspected. That's awesome. It was Cat Williams. Trying to like Cat Williams. Williams. <laughs> but they, they think that it might have been a black guy. Oh man! I mean, and which is even weirder because and this racist, was the most racist. Was. Yeah, oh. it's like wild. Yeah, but uh, but they said in the book that we read that he suspected that too. Did Manson did? Yeah. yeah. What what led him to believe that though? Well, of course, then he would also be like, "See, you can tell they're all yeah. awful, just like my dad was." <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, yeah. But my mom was a saint. Yeah. <laughs> so Dorothy Manson is a saint. Not, not a whore. She sold her body, but she was not a whore. No. So. Not like that. And when he was given probation, um, the in the book, this is where he said, this is where um, the psychiatrist that like interviewed him, that mm. might have been like Manson's first like, um, oh, what was the word? Where you're basically like, uh shoot your first clinical evaluation or like no like ha- like he had that psychiatrist like he just like made up all this stuff to like make him sound like a better person than what he was Manson to get made up stuff oh, yeah like his first like foray into faking shit yeah kinda. yeah gotcha. okay um 
And like, because the psychiatrist recommended probation, even though he thought Manson was a poor risk for it. So then it's like, yeah. so then why are you recommending probation yeah. if yeah. you don't think he's like huh. gonna do it good? Was, yeah. yeah, it was. It was he's protected. Like I, I want to hear uh-huh. shit. Uh-huh. In to it seems like I'm, the timeline fits, man. Like I'm yeah. just. Mm-hmm. It all does. Yeah. <laughs> just wait until I get on my soapbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like five years probation. Like, isn't that a really long probation period? Uh, I don't know actually. Normally, I do. I, it seems like it is like one or two, but I don't know. Well, it I depends, mean, like on, yeah. on on the charge. I mean, it is a federal that, that is charge. Yeah, I feel yeah. like a felony charge. Like that's yeah. probably reasonable. Yeah, like if you kill that's someone true. and then you get out of prison for it, you're still on probation. I'm parole. assuming. Yeah. Well, well, well. They use those kind of interchangeable. You're not on parole if you do your time. You're only on parole if you are out and still have like if you got out I, early. I, right? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that, you know. Criminal Justice 101, we'll have to <laughs> yeah. do that one day. I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> that I never experience that. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, anywho. So, uh, let's see. Manson failed to appear at an L.A. hearing for an identical charge filed in Florida. And so that resulted in, in his arrest in 56. Uh, his probation was revoked, and he was sentenced to three years uh, in prison. Finally, at mm-hmm. Terminal Island in mm-hmm. L.A. Um, so while he was at Terminal Island, his uh, what a creepy name! Why, yeah, yeah, sounds right. like a fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ter- uh, while he was at Terminal Island, uh, Rosalie gave birth to Charles Manson Jr. Oh, I know. Uh, My God, mm-mm. that is just. Oof. Um, so during his first year, he got lots of visits from Rosalie, but, uh, eventually they, she stopped visiting him and then his mom actually, or wait, was his his mom? His aunt. Yeah. His aunt came in and told her that the, uh, which, and that was, it was his mom. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Well, so, uh, his mom came to visit him and basically told him that uh, his wife was living with another guy and you know Dang. so so then they started getting like divorce stuff yeah. on the table but the the this was like one of these things that like it it you it kind of makes you wonder if if that would have turned out different if it's like not not obviously not, that not blaming her yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're not but saying that this is the catalyst to like sure. yeah but it, it kind of makes you wonder if Could it's have like had some influence yeah, yeah. you know yeah. that it's like oh i've got this kid and wife but we're also talking about charles manson sure so and i mean like all this other stuff had already occurred yeah. you know so i you know i don't know um so manson received uh five years parole in september 58 and uh, ended up getting a uh, a divorce with Rosalie. Um, and in November, he decided to try his hand at pimping. So, <laughs> Mom, I need some so, advice. Yeah. Hey, baby, come over here. Let me sell you. Yeah. <laughs> what? I've never understood. This like I'm literally picturing Cat Williams yeah. in, in um what is it a Friday after next or whatever yeah. the Christmas one. Uh-huh. Oh man, I don't know why, but that, <laughs> like just seeing him in like your stereotypical pimp like movie oh, costume. See, I, it immediately for some reason made me think of um oh my gosh, what is that super uh white black guy that's a comedian that like he talks very uh talks super white and he was on Chappelle uh 
I don't know. Oh my god! What? Uh, oh, he, he's on, oh, you did, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 yes. shit. Uh, he, he's I just, on, I just he's said, on whose line is it anyway? Uh, yeah, all the I just, time. I just referenced this today. I, I can't fucking. Uh, fucking oh, is, son is, of a bitch. is Brady go, uh, gonna uh, slap a bitch? Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Wayne like, Brady. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like I hear that and I just immediately think of like, is, is Wayne Brady gonna have to, you know, smack <laughs> a bitch or choke <laughs> a bitch or whatever? Like, it's just like, oh my god, amazing. All your listeners are like yelling. I know, I know. So yeah, so he he hooked up with a 16-year-old girl and was uh, pimping her out. Uh, and he was also getting additional support from this other girl, uh, I believe, Leona. I think that was her yeah, name. Yeah, I think it was Leona. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And right here is where you see that, like, it does not take looks. It does not take, like, kindness. Yeah. Or even height. Or, no, dude. Or a tan. Like, it's confidence, It's, it's yeah. confidence. It's charisma. It's and, just and the, the whole attitude. Well, and the right, and, and really, I think that he really preyed on people that he found that victims. Were, that were lost. Absolutely, and yeah. And just looking for a way out of yeah. some situation. because like, you need a leader? I got you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it was, I mean, yeah. Like, please, just, anybody else. Really. Find anybody else. Look, okay, so here's how here's how this business structure is going to work, right? I hire you as an independent contractor, right? <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to pay you for your services. But if you recruit other people... T- you can make money off of their services oh. that they're selling. Was Charles Manson a girl boss? <laughs> Wait a second. Time out, time out, time out. And then, are you hawking her alive? Charles you Manson. You selling leggings over here. <laughs> he was the originator of a pyramid scheme. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. So, uh, so Tell at this. Friends. <laughs> <laughs> in September 59, he uh, pleaded guilty to a charge of attempting to cash a forged U.S. Treasury check, which he claimed to have stolen from a mailbox. So, I believe I that's this. two federal offenses. Yeah. They just randomly dropped the, the uh, like, fact that he stole mail. Like, <gasps> well, and in the book. In the book we were reading, they kind of just like super glazed over this, um, mm-hmm. which I think will come to all your tinfoil hats that you all wear. Yeah. Um, but that mm-hmm. when he was doing the pimping uh-huh. gig or whatever, um, he was getting real close with Frank Peters, I think it was. Uh-huh. And, that, and so then Manson ended up being under surveillance of the FBI because the FBI wanted someone... Uh, in cahooks with them that was yeah. close to Peters because they were trying to get Peters for something. Yeah. But they I, I super glazed yeah. over that. Yeah. And then that, it was like two almost, sentences. Almost like he almost didn't like want Bugliosi to address it. glazed over a lot of things <laughs> he didn't want to address. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, cool. So almost like, that's like gonna... I could write a 438 page book about it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was like, so that's going to come back Hi, up later, I'm right? Tom <laughs> And it did not come back up later, so maybe that's uh-huh. going to be up yeah. in yeah. Uh, yeah. Allie's book. Oh, oh yeah. man. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. So, after that, he received a 10-year sus- suspended sentence and probation. Uh, and let's see. But the- then it was revoked, and he went. they gave him parole instead. Yeah. Well, so, the re- and the reason why was because of Leona said, basically, that if, uh, if they would allow him to whatever just be on probation or whatever then she wanted to like marry him kind of thing i would love to see a total of how many like years total yeah manson had been like 
Not uh, even that he served, but that he was sentenced to yeah. that ended up like, oh, never mind about that one. Yeah, go mm-hmm. ahead and put your hand out. Like, yeah. And, <laughs> all and right, that there you mean, go, I mean, Charlie. before the Taylor Bianca stuff, like, way, <laughs> yeah. like the rest of all before that. Yeah, yeah. God. It's, I mean, it's just wild, dude. Yeah. Um, and, and that was something else that was really wild is like in, in the book, um, in Helter Skelter, they were talking about how his parole officer. Roger Smith, who they spent 21 words on in the whole book. Yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That, because that is totally not a, a plant name. Right, like yeah, whatsoever. Roger Smith. Yeah. Roger Smith Hi. was actually really good friends with Manson. Like when he became his parole. Like, oh, really? Once he became his parole officer, then he was just like. I mean, it's fine. Like, he likes to travel. No, he's not allowed to travel. <laughs> he's a felon on parole. Yeah. Well, that's like, not, he checks in sometimes. The FBI is over here yeah. like, what's a good undercover name? Roger Smith. Yes. yes. Roger Rogerson. <laughs> There's so many Smiths in this book that at one point, Tom O'Neill's like, thank God this guy's not a Smith. Yeah. Like... <laughs> God. God, and that was something else, man. Holy and fuck. And there's so many there's Charles so many and Charlies. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. so many names. The names, it's just like, this guy who did this, you know, this guy this guy licked the stamp, and this guy, you know, put it in the envelope, and this guy, I'm you like, know, did we like, even what? need to know about this letter? Yeah, Why yeah. is this letter even mentioned? Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, let's see. Before the year's end, uh, Leona did marry Manson, um... And, and they, they had said, a baby. And they, yeah, they had a baby. Do we know so, how many kids Manson had? This was Do second. we have any idea how many kids Manson had? I think it was just two. No, 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 dude. Dude, he because was he most of the girls in the family pregnant. Yeah. yeah. So, Remember, because they'd be like. So he had okay. So he had the one with Rosalie. He had one with Leona. He had one with was it Atkins? Probably. I can't remember if it was Atkins. I think or, like officially they mark them with like two kids, but yeah. I think he had he had one more that the, was in the picture part of my book. I know I can find yeah. really quick. Oh, because he had Pooh Bear. <laughs> Pooh Bear with somebody. was the first one. Yeah, that was his first one. Was that uh, Mary Br- Bruner? Yes. I yeah, believe. something like that. Because they named the kid like not either of them's names. Yeah, officially oh. he has three. Maybe it was oh, Van. Three, okay. I think it was Van Houten. So you have uh, Charles name? Manson Jr., Valentine Michael Manson, and Charles Luther Man- Manson. Michael oh. Manson? That sounds like a horror God. movie. Oh, yeah, because the kid with Mary <laughs> Bruner, he named Michael Valentine after the book that he was obsessed with that he carried around all the time, Stranger in a Strange Land. That's or, what it was. Yeah, yeah Stranger in a Strange hmm. Land. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's see Desire. here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So... He took, uh, Manson took Leona and another woman uh, to New Mexico for prostitution, which resulted in him uh, being held in question for violating the Man Act. Now, is that not like basically trafficking? Is, I, that sounds like I'm not too familiar with that, yeah. but I mean. I know it by name and I can't think of it. You're once again is. crossing state lines while. That's another federal crime. So it says it's also called the the White Slave Traffic Act. Jesus. So I would assume. Wow. It doesn't sound great. Yeah. No. (laughs) What the fuck? It it is basically trafficking. Like you're... You're crossing state lines or whatever okay. and trafficking, yeah. So, so though he was released, Manson correctly suspected uh, that the investigation had not ended. Duh. 
when he disappeared in violation of his probation, a bench warrant was arrested. Uh, an indictment for violation of the Mann Act followed in April of 60. Uh, following the arrest of, of one of the women for prostitution, Manson was arrested in uh, June and returned back to L.A. For violating his uh, probation on the check cashing charge, he was ordered to serve his 10-year sentence. So... About time. Yeah, no shit, yeah. dude. I'm glad that they eventually decided Listen, to. Listen, we've know. dismissed like eight <laughs> different multi-year charges. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to throw you in for this one. But the best part about it is he didn't even serve the entire 10 years. Of course so. not. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Come on. So Vince is spending. Hey, I'm a good little dude. Let me out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, he's, he's so it sounds like he just said, look, guys, I ate all my vegetables. Uh, I yeah, just yeah. clean my plate again. Yeah. <laughs> like, God. So Manson spent uh, a year try, trying unsuccessfully to appeal the revocation of his probation. In July 90, or 1961, he was transferred from the L.A. County Jail to the United States Penitentiary at McNeil Island, Washington. There he took guitar lessons, and this we can blame Alvin Creepy Carpus. Do not let uh, this guy get into music. <laughs> yeah, for, for creating the obsession that Charlie will take to his grave, so creepy. What did you say? His Carcus? name was Alvin Creepy Carpus. I want the nickname um, Creepy Carpus. Oh, you said Carcus. I was no. like, what? No. <laughs> so, uh, and he also got a. Uh, he obtained from another inmate a contact name of someone uh, in at Universal Studios, which kind of put him on his track for L.A. Yep. Uh, dude, so many fucking connections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's dude. Oh, it, dude, just wait till he gets into Hollywood yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Many connections. So, uh, let's see. This like, uh, with the side Beach note. Boys. He was like this with Dennis Wilson of the... Be- Dude, what? it's Who so sounds wild. like the most, like, kids bop thinking yeah. band you could which, come up with. Yeah, and apparently the Beach Boys, which this was really fun. The Beach Boys, like, kind of uh, basically allowed Dennis Wilson to be in the band. <laughs> because, like, he was more concerned with, like, partying and all oh, this yeah. shit. And, like, not really, like, he was the least talented of the Beach Boys kind of thing. Yeah. He just happened to be, like, wh- whatever brother Brian, Brian Wilson's yeah. brother, yeah. Who, who was the brain behind the Beach Boys. So, uh. This is a long con, man. And, oh, uh, man. Dude, fucking CIA, I swear. So, I know, uh, you're, here. I know you're listening to me. Uh, so, I thought that this was kind of interesting. Uh, uh, among his fellow prisoners during this time was Danny Trejo. Oh. So I thought that was kind of fascinating. I didn't uh, actually know Danny Trejo served any time, but, like, of course he did. Look at oh, him. Like, look yeah. at him. He looks mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Which I I want to see uh, Machete or Machete or however you pronounce it. Uh, have you guys ever seen that movie with him? No. I'm sorry. Ali just <laughs> gave know, me Allie the Ali gave me the response <laughs> that I sh- that I absolutely deserved asking Ali. Have if you she's read this book that was written only in Portuguese and never translated? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't? That's Wait, really what? surprising. <laughs> is, it this guy, is, it, is it the same guy I'm thinking about? You said, what's his name? Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. He's, he's uh, been in a decent bit of stuff. He was Wasn't in, he the chopped off head on Breaking Bad? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Oh, okay. It is It is who I'm thinking about. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Machete. Hola, DEA. <laughs> Remember it? that? Where they put oh, his head on the turtle? He's in yeah, uh, yeah. From Dust Till Dawn. I, He's yeah, in a, yeah, from, he's yeah. In, he was yeah. in. He's actually in a decent bit of. Were you uh, just about to say you didn't watch Breaking Bad? No, we've only seen through like <gasps> season two. We stopped or watching like it. That. Start it over. 
I can't Dude, do it. It made me so fucking depressed. Okay, yeah, no, it's very sad. <laughs> like, I first, couldn't watch it again because no, it's Megan so depressing. Literally, Megan Wait, was in the first two seasons. How is it depressing? Say what? How is it depressing? Are you fucking kidding? Breaking Bad? It is yeah. the most, like, every, his, this dude's <laughs> life is just falling apart, like, yeah, constantly. Because of the healthcare system and. Yeah, that's dark. He's got it's cancer. awful. It's just terrible. Yeah, but it's. We're not saying it's not believable, yeah. but it's very <laughs> <Yeah>. sad. <laughs> I mean, this guy goes from being a chemistry teacher to a fucking meth. Anyway, we're getting way yeah, off topic. Yeah, okay. So, and I promise, we're almost to fucking San Francisco. Wait, okay. I had to I had to bring this up before I forgot the phrasing. Oh, I'm sorry, like California. <laughs> did you? Did they ever mention what Dennis Wilson and the guys that like to bang all the girls call themselves? No. The Golden Penetrators. Yes. Uh, see it. Love to see yes. it. Uh, that sounds like a piss fetish porn. Was, uh, I'm, I'm him, not gonna lie. Him, That's my Terry Melcher. Yeah. Him, Terry Melcher, and Greg Jacobson. This is actually a long con for trying to talk you guys into joining my band, <laughs> The Golden Penetrators. So, I'm in! Except I'm just going to do a little spin. We're going to be The Platinum Penetrators. <laughs> yeah, inflation and all that. Yeah, right. So, uh, all right, here we go. So, yeah, thank you, Alvin Creepy Carpus, for uh, <laughs> teaching, uh, teaching Manson to play the guitar. Um so among his fellow, oh yeah, I uh, already covered that. Uh, let's see. According to Jeff Ginn's 2013 biography of Manson, his uh, mother moved to Washington State to be closer to him during his McNeil Island incarceration. Wait, so you're telling working me working nearby as Manson's a waitress? Manson's mom. Manson's mom. Isn't that kind of interesting? So you're yeah. telling me that once he got all but, this like yeah. pseudo fame or whatever the fuck, all these connections, his mom That's is suddenly. That's my son. Oh, I kind of, I kind of want, want you back in my life. Yeah, dude. This is the the other weird thing is, and I. I I wonder if it's just like this this fact of like him really uh he like never spoke poorly of his like mom. Yeah, I was gonna Even say, though she like yeah. was terrible to him. Like I don't think those things are, are in any way him exaggerating anything. Like I yeah. I think those were just facts. Yeah. 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 So uh let's see. Uh, some cold hard facts, you see. <laughs> <laughs> Although the man act charge had been dropped, the attempt to cash the treasury check was still a federal offense. Manson's uh, September 61 annual review noted he had, quote, tremendous drive to call attention to himself. No shit. This fucking check <laughs> that keeps coming up like, out of all the trafficking, Dude. I don't know, Grand Theft, Grand Theft Auto, Auto. Yeah. Like, fucking it's... cashing the fucking check. And how much was the check? Like, wasn't it like Dude. 20-something dollars or something? Yeah, sort? it was, it, I know, I think it was, yeah, it was definitely, it was under, it was definitely under 100, and I'm pretty sure it was under 50 And, bucks, and like. even in today's money, that'd probably be what, maybe four grand like, or something? Like, it's not. No, I don't even, like, yeah, probably, probably not, not even that. that. Nah. Probably like 500, yeah. you yeah. know, yeah. to 1,000 bucks or something like that. God. So barely a felony. So 10 years of prison for $1,000. Like, what the fuck? Strongly broke the camel's back. (laughs) So in 63, uh, Leona decided, hey, guess what? I don't want to be with you anymore, Manson. So So she she got a divorce uh, from Manson, and during the process, she alleged that she and Manson had a son, Charles Luther. Uh, According to the popular... uh, Oh, no, never mind. 
not not doing that. Anyway, <laughs> in June, uh, omitted. In June of '66, Manson was sent for the second time to Terminal Island in preparation for early release. By this, the time of this his, island, this island does not sound terminal. I know. Right? <laughs> By the time of his uh, release day on March uh, 21st of '67, he had spent more than half of his 32 years in prisons and other institutions. God. 17. Okay, Absolutely. in '67, we're two, we're two years away from the Tabianca yes. murder. Yes. So we're getting there. We're, we're getting, getting there. there. I promise. We're right yeah. smack in the middle. I feel like I feel like you have to you like have, have, to have some that, yeah. kind of uh, oh, yeah. you know, listen, background of him. Listen, so. like all these years that he's been active, we're like in we're in the fucking crosshairs of MK Ultra. I'm telling you, it is yeah. right so, there. In so those real quick, years. as a yeah. as a side note, when when did uh, so that we can kind of have. You know, multiple yeah, things for a going. timeline. Fifty three yeah. to seventy three. Fifty three yep. to seventy three. Okay, so this is the fucking yeah. Life. This is like mm-hmm. right in, in it. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. So, but also during that time, at least from my notes, at yeah. some point he got really into Scientology during this he did. time. Yeah. No, yeah. Scientology yes. only has good dudes in it. Yeah. So Manson right. wouldn't be involved in that. Tom Cruise. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. People on the up and up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, all right, let's see here. Cthulhu uh, saved me. <laughs> yeah. So, let's see. Uh, yeah, so he had spent more than half of his 32 years in prisons and other institutions. This was mainly because he had broken uh, federal laws. Federal sentences were and remain much more severe than state sentences. No, 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 no. Not for Manson. No, no, no. But, yeah, no. no. He cashed a fucking $24 check. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the reason why. He, he forged... <laughs> A Dude. federal check. Yeah. And and he also literally when he was going to get out, he legit was like, Please let me stay. I don't know anything, but like fucking I'm gonna end up back in terminal prisons. fucking yeah. island. Yeah. yeah. That, that is really so bad for people. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it honestly prison it kind of does, I mean, me. we've said it a million times on the podcast. Prison doesn't do shit to rehabilitate no, people. No, no. There's no one asking to go to prison for yeah. rehabilitation. Yeah. You know, like You're right. unless you live in like Finland. Where, in like, the U.S. I'm only going to the U.S. 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 Um, all right. So less than a month after his 67 uh, release from prison, he moved to Berkeley from L.A., uh, which was <laughs> which was a probation violation. No <laughs> shit. Duh. Uh, no, he, just, he liked to travel. Sometimes he checked yeah. in. He's, this is only On like occasion. his 10th. Let's just give him another shot. God, you guys are being so mean. Uh, so <laughs> instead, after calling the San Francisco probation office upon his uh, his arrival, he was transferred to the supervision of criminology doctoral uh, researcher and federal probation officer. Huh. Roger Smith. Here we go. <laughs> no, that's it. That's all. They, that's never, they don't talk anymore about yeah. it. <laughs> so, uh, so Smith worked uh, at the Haight Ashbury uh, Free Medical Clinic, which, which is so fascinating. Does really? Bugliosi get much into it? No, no. no. It's neat. There's like, a lot of cool stuff with it, and really? it, well, of course, Bugliosi get much into it because Jolly West with the CIA is working on that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's talk about safe houses <laughs> in California with the CIA. Uh, we'll get into that. So no, it uh, was really cool. It was basically just like an open, like mm-hmm. very, very loosely run medical clinic that mm-hmm. would help you with anything remotely medical, like well, STDs so, at the time, which were way even more oh, yeah. stigmatized than they are now. Yeah. Obviously, you'd walk um, in complaining an STD. You'd walk out tasting colors. <laughs> for well, no, they would, they would for help no you reason. with bad 
bad trips, overdoses, stuff like yeah. that, or just anything. Or, or they would induce the trip themselves. I no, mean, I th- the clinic itself was cool. The so, uh, uh, the uh, random weird researchers that yeah. had offices there were not cool. Yeah. <laughs> also, I need sense. to read a book just about this fucking clinic. I my to be read list is a mess after researching all this shit. Mm. Oh my god. My brain is a mess after yeah. this yeah, shit. No shit. I don't even have, it's just melt, it's just a puddle. So, uh, <laughs> let's see. Roger Smith, as well as the uh, Haight-Ashbury uh, Free Medical Clinic founder, David E. Smith. Another Smith. Let's mm-hmm. get some more Smiths mm-hmm. out there. That was one of the ones that he was like, oh, we will. <laughs> yeah. They received funding from the NIH, or the National Institutes of Health, to study the effects of... LSD uh-huh. and methamphetamine uh-huh. on the mm-hmm. counterculture movement oh, in Hate Ashbury. Which I love the name Hate Ashbury. I do too. I think that that just sounds so fucking gnarly. Also, <laughs> like, it's so weird to me that so many of us know that there are two streets that intersect named Hate Ashbury. Like, why do we know that? Yeah. Well, so, I mean, like, a lot of music reference, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the, the patients at the clinic became subjects. Of their research, including Manson and his expanding mm-hmm, mm-hmm. family. And just keep in mind that LSD was government made. So this yeah, is not yeah. just a fucking thing. It was stumbled upon by a fucking scientist yeah. because it uh, the chemical grew in like fung- uh, fu- uh, fungi or some bullshit uh, like that. And it was developed, which we will get into. Is it, so... And well, I, it was I don't a know Swiss you know formula to start with, and then the CIA got a pharmaceutical company here to replicate it, and then they had a limitless domestic supply. Yeah, and then you had Love all that. these people, quote unquote, researchers that were just distrib- distributing it what? just across the country. That's something else that was really wild to me. Is like, dude, these motherfuckers, and by these motherfuckers, I mean Manson and the family. Uh, oh, I mean the government. Yeah, well, <laughs> included. I mean. Uh, but, dude, they always had acid. Like, literally, this dude is... Because like, there was they, supply. They just wasted dude. constantly. But it's have like, you ever listened to how much acid, like, the CIA had when it came to, like, MKUltra and Operation Midnight Climax and all, like, yeah. holy I was just te- shit. I was just telling yeah. Daniel about Midnight Climax, yeah. especially in, in... When anyone doesn't know of it, I'm like, first of all, <laughs> are we friends? Okay, so that's why I'm saying that Manson was the perfect person for Midnight Climax because, yeah. first of all, that, that was all, like, an operation... Um, well, he also likes to fuck. Yeah, yeah like true. prostitutes or ball, as yeah. he would say. I'm sorry. The CIA, I'm so the CIA sorry. would get <laughs> prostitutes to bring people over and experiment, and like dose yeah. people with yeah. LSD just yeah. to see if they can get them to talk. Yeah, yeah. And that was within the fucking Manson years. You're getting me started. Okay. <laughs> You're getting me started, man. Uh, all right, so we will we will very much come back to all of this yeah. part. Yeah, but for right now, we are going to get back to where we were with Manson's history and catch back up there. So yeah, because I want to get like into like the end of my notes with all this. And I'm like, no, hold on, we'll get back. So I'm I'm almost wrapped up to to where he starts building the family. Sure. Uh, so he got out of uh, terminal uh, whatever island. And literally, the uh, so one of the first people that he hooked up with, and I, I didn't have a whole lot of uh, notes in regards to Mary Bruner, um, because she wasn't really one of the main players in regards to the actual uh, murders and stuff. Yeah, she was um, just an NPC. She was she was the first, uh, which I <laughs> do have to say. She's a librarian. And I do, every time I think about that, <laughs> and I don't know why, and I'm sorry, Nikki, but I think about you. 
like, and I think about like if she was Manson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like if, if Manson like came swarmed Manson by, and, like trying to hook Nikki up with... and be afraid of her. <laughs> <laughs> and I only mean that as a compliment to Nikki. Yeah, yeah. Manson be like, I can't hang. <laughs> but uh, but so he hooked up with uh, Mary Bruner. Uh, Directly after getting out of uh, prison, and let me get to my Mary Bruner, uh, my Mary Bruner stuff. Yeah, and while you're doing that, because like a lot of this stuff that like Daniels talked about was not in Helter Skelter, like yeah. we thought it was going to be. So yeah. like, we had to do like side research, and that's yeah. what sucks is Bugliosi wrote the longest fucking book and left so much out. <laughs> there and is was, so much missing from. Like it. you said, this was thick. Y'all read yours on Kindle. It's about double um, this. Did we read it or did we listen well, to it? I made it, I made it 40. I made it 40. So, and I, I also checked, and I, I'm full disclosure. There's, there are eight parts. Then there's an epilogue. Yeah. Uh, and then there's an afterword. And so I was like, if I can, lit- I literally skipped to the like, uh, whatever the the epilogue, yeah, and it was like eighty seven percent. I was like, if I can no. make it to eighty seven percent, dude, like, <laughs> I got this. He <laughs> wants to hear himself talk. He, dude, he loves just like fucking verbal masturbation about himself. <laughs> yeah, like, no, this audiobook terrible. was sixteen hours. Whoa. Y'all's was twenty was like twenty something. That's I was like, so you said this one was fast. thick. <laughs> and so yeah, Megan and I also cranked it up to one point three. Yeah, like, because... correction. Mine was one point five. Yeah. And Daniel's like, how do you know? What he's I was saying? like, I can't even understand. He's like, yeah, but you, know. you get used to it. Like, I swear, really? I feel like I'm listening slow when I'm at like one point eight. Yeah, like one point eight. Yeah. The fuck yeah. you listen yeah. to auctioneers? Like, just... no, it really it it like clicks after like a couple paragraphs. <laughs> You just reboot. I just like I'd be listening, going like cross-eyed. If I like, listen at regular speed, I, podcasts, I'm great. A yeah. book, I will not listen to. I will, my brain will just turn off. They they do like with the audiobook yeah. stuff. There's a lot of like dramatic pause. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. Whatever. But, Daniel uh, and I were both like, "Did you walk today and listen to the book?" And we're like, "Yeah." And I was walking and falling asleep. <laughs> or whatever I was, it was. I was making coffee and like <laughs> listening to the book and then I turned the book off to go tell Megan something. She was in the bathroom getting ready yeah. and I walked into the bathroom and she's got the audio book playing on her phone yeah. while she's getting ready and I was like I can't escape this fucking book. Like what the fuck? Anyway, Look, getting back this to is, yeah. This is his actual like uh, wow. research Holy thing. Shit. So, this is just a whiteboard in Tom O'Neill's single bedroom apartment and I feel it. I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so Mary Bruner, just going to give a little background on some of the, uh, some of the family members. Um, unless someone would like to interject. Anything. No, yeah, you're good. So, you're good. Okay. I think we're interjecting plenty. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. So Mary Bruner <laughs> was the first one to kind of be recruited by Manson and based supposedly he walked off the, the bus from like, whatever getting out of prison and uh she had like run away or may- maybe that was adkins uh, a ton of the girls were, were runaways. runaways yeah i can't remember if i think that was at Ad- adkins fuck i don't know anyway um i i think that was adkins so i'm gonna <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna go uh yeah anyway so she graduated mary bruner graduated from uh wisconsin and madison 
uh, moved to Berkeley to be an assistant librarian at UC Berkeley. Uh, uh, Manson talked her into letting him live with her in her apartment. Then he started bringing other women in there, and she was, like, not cool with it at first. Then she, like, kind of came around to it. And at one point, they were living with 18 other people. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like. It so much seemed like the Manson family was just a, a nonstop orgy. Yeah. 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 It, it really like. And, and that was the other thing that they talked about. Uh, that one of the guys. Was it. Uh, do you remember the guy that got. Uh, got the clap and, oh, yeah. and it was, it was like, one of the, like worst. You say the guy that got he specifically talked about it Sorry, yeah it was one of the biker dudes right because he was like didn't they call it super clap uh, dick De- carlo is it de carlo yeah it was Danny, de carlo because yes. they yeah. talked about him in this and they said he got the super clap they yeah. called it super so, clap yeah. and it i love my shit yeah. they said that it took something like six or eight months to cure what? which is fucking insane oh. for gonorrhea that guy had like. some cool stuff to say though de carlo that guy had some heavy yeah. shit to say yeah so and he was like uh i think he was the main dude in regards to like keeping the guns he was, and he like was, knives yeah. and yeah. shit like in working order yeah for, yeah, the, for the family the manson he, arsenal which is the most yeah. cursed phrase yes yeah. who yes. gave manson guns yeah yeah <laughs> the u.s a, government did yeah, damn that's it. fair they had a submachine gun really why yeah don't let them have that. My God! Like when you say submachine gun, like what? Like what? That's what? Are we what that's the wording of the book. I didn't look it up anymore. But that's just that's all they called it. Yeah, I wonder if it was like an Uzi, like, or something like an like AK, that. or I don't know. All all they said was it included a submachine gun. Was how they worded it. Huh. But then, if but only then you had Google also, right there on your They also say like assault weapons. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah. That like means a nothing, semi-automatic so. weapon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a, a pistol is a semi-automatic <laughs> yeah. weapon. <laughs> Oh, so, Squeaky was the runaway. Squeaky. Oh, okay. Got you. Well, uh, squeaky. Yeah. So uh, this was also where they, they thought that uh, Manson kind of started coming into his own in regards to, like, getting his, like, guru practice yep. going. That yep. it was like, he would have, like, mantras and shit that he, you know, for instance. I love a mantra. I don't love a cult leader. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he would be it's like, I am God, yeah. you are God, we are God, kind of kind of shit. Oh, yeah, like, that sounds really like, cool. There was a stuff. lot of that. Like, the, like when you get to somebody who has done way too much LSD, <laughs> yeah. they'd be like, when I talk to you, I'm talking to me. And when and you so, talk to me, you're mm-hmm. talking to you. Full, full it's like, you going to say anything, man? <laughs> I, I do understand. Have, have any of you guys taken, like, hallucinogenics no. before? No. no. Okay, so I, I, I have taken acid before. And, like, I get some of this shit, but, like, it's... I can't imagine being on it, like, for... Well... This is something else that was really wild. Oh, you mean this isn't microdosing? Yeah. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Uh, but uh, so the the wild thing about this is just like all of this took place in about 18 months. Yeah. Goddamn. Yeah. I mean, like literally from, so from the time happened. he got so a lot fast. of drugs. Dude, yeah. Mm-hmm. So a mean, lot of chemicals. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that was Mary Bruner. Uh, oh, here it was. was. It was yes. Terry Melcher. Um, uh-huh. when O'Neill got to talking to him and talked to another guy named Dean Morehouse. Say who uh, Terry Melcher was. Oh, man. Oh, just <laughs> we'll just to, like quick and dirty. Uh, a record producer that 
seemed to have promised Manson he would record him and then didn't and then uh, got Shit a bunch of people yeah. killed pretty much. Yeah. 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 Uh, but so when um, when Tom O'Neill that wrote Chaos was talking to him, then he called this guy Dean Morehouse, and I'll get into him in a minute, but yeah. Dean Morehouse had taken more than 400 acid trips between 67 and 72. Fucking wow. That's insane. How, How many... do you also keep track of that? Right? Like, <laughs> are you just marking them on the wall? Yeah. <laughs> Mark this one yet? Yeah. Where did they see go? Did I mark this one yet? Who said that? <laughs> but, but, do, you, do you have any spinal fluid left? Yeah. Uh, so like when he's talking to him. It's just acid at this point. <laughs> and he sounded like just your classic, like, acid bro from a movie yeah. but he still had a lot of like clear recollections and stuff but holy shit mm-hmm. 400 trips in five years dude what yeah, is this I mean, fucking fear and loathing right yeah. very much oh and did, didn't manson and i wrote this as a note so it might yeah. be wrong because i'm you know i was listening this before bed, which is a bad thing, but um, <laughs> it's good if you want to sleep. This is my nighttime. Well, <laughs> my nighttime it's good ritual. if you want to be drawn to sleep, but not good once you go to sleep because then you have really weird dreams. You're like, have I marked this as a trip? Dude, the so, so that was something. Yeah, like yeah, right. So uh, reading this shit at night, like I got up one night and like it was after I had read about like creepy crawlies. Yes, the, that the family yes, used to do. Yes. And like basically what they would do <laughs> is they, called it that. I know, they would sneak into people's homes and like literally crawl around and shit and move items in the house. It was like they yeah. created gaslighting. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah. never, they're never going to find the, this remote. Your Roku remote goes missing. Yeah, every yeah. 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 Doesn't it, motherfucker? Yeah, gotcha. It's like, I'm pretty sure I left the Roku remote on that arm of the couch. Can you just imagine if the family family existed now and they just like got your Twitter password and you'd be like, I don't remember tweeting that. And they'd be like, they'll never figure it out. Wait a second. Is that who was running Trump's Twitter? But I wrote that she had a child with Manson. Who did? Bruner? Mary? Yeah, Bruner okay, did. Yeah. She's yeah. the one that had Michael Valentine that was named uh, for yeah. the title character in Stranger in Strangeland. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Well, so... Um, she had said, she had told whoever, whatever it was in the book we read that, um, basically like they couldn't go to the hospital to have children. Like if they were in the family and they were having they a kid, supposed, they, they weren't, weren't supposed to, yeah. to go sure. to the hospital. Why? And because, because, man, because I think, you know what, right? Right? Well, it was on. also, but it was also, I think that it was a control thing. It was, yeah, absolutely it was like, like keep it within the family. Okay, but so they are, chewed, are, but listen, they chewed <laughs> the umbilical cord off. He, he bit the umbilical cord in Yeah, it's like you do in nature. <laughs> Fucking Bear grills. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna squeeze this elephant turd for some water to wash my mouth out from chewing yeah. off the fucking water. So at this point, cord. at this point, whenever he's not allowing people to go to the hospital, mm-hmm. are we like in full on cult mode, or are we getting, are we still getting there? So that was, I, I think at that point that was full on like yeah. fucking cult mode. But okay. I think like, it was very much like a a vague happening into a cult. Like it was like yeah. mm-hmm. he had people that he was just really influential over and who just let him boss them around. Mm-hmm. And then whoops, I created the family. Well, mm-hmm. and this was something that last podcast brought up that I, I was like, I didn't really think about this, but it kind of makes sense. Yeah. So, so these cult leaders create these groups and then you get this group think that kind of becomes separate. Yeah. That it's that it's this thing that then the cult leader kind of has to evolve with the group think 
of the group yeah. kind of thing. So it's like it, it's almost well. So do you think but you that, could always just be like, eh, scratch that. We're not doing that anymore. Now we're doing this. True. And they would that, listen. That's a good point. Do you think that's that he point. accidentally like created a cult, or do you think like he had the intention of? I think he. I think he was like. I think he was told to create yeah, a cult. But, well. I'm not kidding. Yeah. I really yeah, do think that. I really do think point. that. Yeah, because well, I legit think yeah. that he was brainwashed and was taught to brainwash. I really do think that. Yeah, and, yeah. and that makes sense. Because yeah. I mean, like, dude, this guy, he did have supposedly he had a little bit above of like uh, uh, average intelligence kind of thing. So I mean, this guy was by no means like a fucking genius kind of thing. Um, sure. He but had he was seventh just... grade level. Remember, <laughs> I just told you this. Well, no, 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 no but not he, reading. Yeah. He had, he had a seventh grade level education, but like, uh, but they were actually saying that he did get evaluated, and I think his IQ was like uh, 109 or yeah, something it was, like that. Okay. So yeah. it wasn't like crazy high or Mm-mm, anything, but, right? But it wasn't like low. So, but IQ doesn't say as much as your social influence when True. it comes to a cult leader. Yeah, you know? and, yeah, and and I think this dude, like, I completely agree with yeah. you that like he he, it's very coincidental that they're doing this kind of like mind control mm-hmm. yeah. type mm-hmm. shit in the hate Ashbury like too area. much of it adds up for it not to be right. Yeah, yeah. there's way too much overlap. And kind of thing. there's just I'm trying to reach my chapstick because I didn't put it up here. <laughs> Y'all know how I do. <laughs> it's just like if why else did he get away with so much? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There's no it, it, other it logical reason. It and there's doesn't no, fucking like, make sense. He didn't have connects. Cr- no, no, he didn't have connects. He wasn't even a nice guy. That could, he wasn't he even wasn't, a senator's son. <laughs> he wasn't even a flim flam he's, man. He's not Ted Cruz. Or what the fuck? <laughs> a flim flam. Wait, what was the other... Uh, there is another term that is just so fucking, like, ridiculous. Like that, that it's like it's the same thing as a flim flam man yeah. or whatever but oh my god anyway. uh, there's a lot of terms that are like that that are all funny sounding That's amazing. yeah yeah um all right so that was mary bruner uh let's cruise on to lynette squeaky from uh she was uh born in 48 in santa monica california daughter of uh an aeronautical engineer and uh I think a homemaker, I think, is what they're from. Yeah, those uh, two overlap. Yeah. The, funny, yeah. Yeah. the funny thing was is uh, she performed with a, a popular dance group called the Westchester Lariats. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> uh, the Larry's band is actually called Larry and the Lariats. <laughs> <laughs> but so, dude, they were actually big enough to perform at the White House huh. and on the Lawrence Welk show, which mm-hmm. I've heard of like the Lawrence they had Welk. connections. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Once again. Um, so, let's see. A section from uh, a wall of Frum's R- Redondo Beach uh, apartment. Wait, what? She Never published mind. her own book about okay. her own life. Is that what you're talking about? No, um, uh, I just, I, I just didn't, yeah, sorry. Nighttime notes. Uh, in, yeah. <laughs> in, in 1963, the family moved to Redondo Beach, and Fromm began using alcohol and drugs. Her grades dropped, uh, and then, let's see, she graduated in 66. She moved out of her parents' house for a few months before her father uh, convinced her to enroll back at El Camino College. She went home for two months, and then her father kicked her out. So uh, then she became homeless. So this was the one where uh, Squeaky was the one that had run away and at the age age of 19 dropped out of college. 
uh, and she was sitting at a bus stop, and supposedly Manson got off the bus, and he looked at her and said, your parents threw you out, didn't they? Mm. Immediately from there, she thought that he was psychic, and Manson <laughs> walked away from her, and she just picked up her shit and followed him. God. Maybe he had a tip. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you like acid? Because I got plenty. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's see. So that was uh, that was squeaky. Uh, let's talk about Big Patty. Uh, that's Patricia Krenwinkel for the uh, uninitiated. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was born in uh, December of 47 in L.A. Uh, Big Patty was like a fucking gnarly, gnarly person or became a gnarly person. So uh, insurance, uh, daughter of an insurance salesman and uh, homemaker mother. She attended University of uh, High School and then Westchester uh, High School, both in the L.A. area. Patricia was often bullied at school by other students and suffered from low self-esteem. This is going to be a like mm-hmm. recurring theme mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. these people. That well, he definitely like, figured out what type of people he could mm-hmm. just completely sure preyed upon. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, she was frequently teased for being overweight and, and excessive growth of body hair. Oh. <laughs> so, like. I mean, she does kind of look manly in her photo. <laughs> she, she looks. That is on yeah. Wikipedia. I don't, I don't think, to use Manson's words, I don't think she bawled a lot before Manson. Oh, no. so. <laughs> so after her parents divorced, which is interesting because this is also a recurring theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, 17-year-old Krenwinkel remained in Los Angeles with her father until she graduated from Westchester High School. For a time, she taught uh, catechism, which apparently is a Roman Catholic religious instruction. And she was thinking about becoming a nun. Oh, hmm. God. And, Talk about uh, taking just this, a complete 180. Yeah. Well, she, she did go to a, uh, a Jesuit, Jesuit college. college. Yeah. 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 Hmm. So she, uh, she, she did one semester there and then dropped out, moved back to California, and uh, moved in with her half-sister uh, in an apartment and got a job as a processing clerk. I think that's basically what she was doing when, um, when she met Manson. I mean, she was only 21 during the Tate murders. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, she was still very young. They uh, all were. They the, all were. The, I think the average age uh, during during the, the murders stuff was probably, like, early 20s. I don't even think. Thing. I think it was below that. Was it below like, that, I mean, maybe? the people that did the murders uh-huh. were 21, 21, 20, and 23. Yeah, because, I mean, dude, plus, Manson was recruiting, like, like fucking 16 I was going to say, he had shit, a lot like, of kids that were underage. Yeah, so, like, yeah. Ugh. And she's the one that got them introduced to uh, the Beach Boys. Uh, oh, yeah. Because yeah. uh, her and I can't remember the other girl actually got picked up by Dennis Wilson. They were hitchhiking. Dennis Wilson was hitchhiking and Terry Melcher yes, picked him up. Exactly. <laughs> and, I'm like, and that's how they met. And I'm like, imagine being like, this guy seems fine. You pick him up and you're like. Oh, you're in the Beach Boys? Cool. <laughs> what? What? It's, dude, it's Totally like, different time. Totally uh-huh. different time. Totally fucking God. different time. But he was also probably like on acid or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> hey, man, do you need a ride? Bro. I'm on a ride. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if they ended up like crashing at like... 
Wilson's like place for a while and then like the family they, lived the there. The family, yeah. yeah. And yeah. they like caused like so much like financial drain on him that like he like kicked him out. Yeah, basically. yeah. Well, I mean, they so yeah, they went back because he he had to go to a recording session. And so <laughs> mm-hmm. he drops off the girls at his house. Leaves to go to the recording session. They contact Manson and, and then the rest they all move in. Yeah. Literally, he comes back and there's just like all these random motherfuckers partying in his Hi, house. We live yeah. here now. Yeah. How could you just calmly leave those people at your That's, house? Yeah. And go about people your day? you just picked up. Like what? Different times, man. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Very fucking. Yeah. <laughs> God, I was like. Just mildly, like, hope the cats are okay. They're coming to change the air filter this week. <laughs> and these people are letting the Manson family stay. <laughs> yeah. right. I mean, they didn't know what they were getting into. I know, yeah, I yeah. know, I know. So, uh, last note on her. She, uh, she, when she had gotten that, or moved in with her half-sister, got the job, uh, whatever, some kind of clerk, uh, she worked for about a year, and then she ended up joining uh, Manson and the family. There weren't a whole lot of details in regards to that. Um, let's talk about Leslie Van Houten. Yeah. Well, uh, wait, real quick. Oh, sorry. On her, she she's the one that also talked uh, George Spawn into letting them be on the property at Spawn Ranch. Krenwinkel was? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Squeaky was the one that was banging him there. (laughs) Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Is that how Squeaky got her Her name? Her name? Ranch owner George Spawn gave her the nickname Squeaky because of the sound she made when he touched her. Called it. Called it. I just vomited a little bit in my throat. Ew. Just thinking about, like... Dude, and he was like, he was like, eight, he was like eighty something, and she was, uh, she was like fucking like nineteen or twenty or something, something. Like, I just, I mean, you know what? More power to you if you're into that shit. But like, I don't. He get was that. born in eighteen eighty nine. That is just insane, dude. Man uh, lived through the wild. fucking Squeaky, Great Depression. He was eighty. He was eighty when they were on Squeaky his ranch. Squeaky was sixty years younger uh, than him. Gross. Jesus Bro God. lived so through the Great Depression, Prohibition. Um, how many world wars? Like, <laughs> holy shit! Uh, All right, who's, ne- who's next up on your? Let the Manson family move into his ranch. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, let's let's go talk about uh, Van Houten next. Uh, Leslie Van Houten. She was not part of the Tate murders, but she was there for the uh, Labianca. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Which was the day after? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, when we get into uh, that shit, we're talking about literally two days right in a row. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, all right. So. For Van Houten, uh, I'm going to use the testimony that uh, that her mother, I believe, gave. Let's see. Jane Van Houten was the, the only one they could get to testify to the character of Leslie because her dad said that he was behind Leslie 100%. Uh, like the Krenwinkles, uh, the Van Houtens were divorced. Leslie had one older brother and a younger brother and sister, so she was kind of middle child-ish. Um, but they were adopted. Yes. From Korea. It's true. <laughs> Korea, shout out. Um, and it kind of makes me wonder if, like, there was some kind of, like, jealousy kind of thing. You yeah. Know, that, that her parents 
uh, chose this one well, person? Well, did it's like she was the youngest, mm-hmm. and then they adopted two kids younger, and obviously the focus would be more on them. Oh, sure. You know? yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so let's see. They she was described as, uh, or her mom said, Leslie was what you would call a feisty little child, fun <laughs> to be with. She had a wonderful sense of humor. Um, her parents were divorced when she was fourteen, and uh, Mrs. Van Houten uh, was quoted as saying, I think it really hurt her. Um, I'll say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the same year of their divorce, she fell. I, I actually love her backstory. So uh, she, the same year that they got divorced, she fell in love with Bo- uh, Bobby Mackey and got pregnant and had an abortion. She also took LSD for the first time that year. She's 14? 14. Okay. 14. So, and I actually, and it's funny that you would say that, my note is, Arrested development, possibly due to drug use at a very young age. Ah. <laughs> There's always money in them. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, she ended up dropping acid at least once a week, and often two or three times per week. After this, like Fuck. soiree with uh, with LSD and old Bobby Mackey. Yeah. During her her freshman and sophomore years of high school, she was able to be nominated as a homecoming princess. But then during her junior year, she uh, failed to do that and decided to run away with Mackie to hate Ashbury. So I love that the, the the phrasing of that implies that because she didn't win homecoming, yeah. she ditched. But, but so could have been though. Well, and and that was how yeah. Boogie no, Lucy, I know. Yeah. You know that yeah. it was like. They made it seem like that was a very pivotal thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have a hard time believing. I'm that losing. I'm losing more. Or I'm losing more and more faith in in the credibility of this author. What? The more, the more and more. Just you speak wait about- till you hear about his personal life, <laughs> dude. Oh, do you, do you buddy. Have, yeah. Okay. I have good. Notes. Okay. Cool. Oh yeah. Um. God. I just <laughs> uh, don't worry, Megan's just wasted already. Yes. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, the sauce. All right, we've been dropping uh, that. We've been dropping good. LSD, dropping acid. <laughs> <laughs> dropping acid this entire time. So we figured we get in the mindset, man. Uh, so Mackie had become a n- novitiate. Is that a word? Like based on the word novice. I believe okay. he's new to it. Okay. So weird novitiate, I guess. Sure. Priest in the self realization fellowship. And Leslie went to stay with him, so she decided to become a novitiate nun. Okay, so mm. first of yeah, all, the, the term- period or state of being a novice, especially uh, in a religious order. Oh, okay. Cool. The, the term self real what did you say self realization fellowship self realization <laughs> fellowship sounds like a teenage boy that just discovered what his penis does <laughs> yeah right you know what i'm saying you guys see what i can make this thing do <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the greatest thing man i, I you know what i play with like all you got to do is clench your butt cheeks and it moves <laughs> it's weird <laughs> man so uh she gave up drugs and sex during this time uh and did it for 8 months then she was like, fuck this noise. <laughs> she broke up with Mackie and left the fellowship. Uh, this is, uh, oh, and I, I just put this is where uh, her mom actually basically knew all of that. After she dropped out, she called her mom and basically was like, I'm never going to speak to you again. Ooh. Like kind of thing. I'm, yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah. So she left the uh, the yoga group, which that's what he called it. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know if this was a real fellowship or a yoga group or what. Uh, and then Leslie went, quote, 
full spectrum. Yeah. She decided to take on a, quote, try anything mentality. Mm-hmm. Everything from drugs to answering sex partner ads in the L.A. free press. <laughs> a longtime friend stopped dating her altogether because she had become, quote, too kinky. So you're telling <laughs> me that she had her... Hot Girl Summer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. During oh, yeah. this time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, she lived in a commune in uh, North Carolina for a few months where she met one man by the name of Bobby Beausoleil. Bobby mm-hmm. Beausoleil. So, uh, Bobby had his own family, in quotation marks, consisting of Gypsy, which... She became a part of the family, but she was kind of not really mentioned a whole lot. Yeah. So, and then a girl named Gail. Uh, the girl supposedly <laughs> just, <laughs> just Gail. Just some girl named Gail. <laughs> the girl supposedly argued nonstop. So Gypsy was like, "Fuck this, I'm out." She went to Spawn Rants to join Manson. Shortly after that, uh, Leslie left uh, to join Manson. Also, she was 19 at this point. So. so I- I was reading something about Leslie on good old Wikipedia because yeah. that's reliable. Yeah, but, no one can edit um, that. It is these days. <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But it said that um, when she was 17, she became pregnant and her mom ordered her to undergo an abortion and to bury the fetus in their backyard. Jesus Christ, it's not wow. a cat. For yeah. what, good luck? Shit. Like, wh- I don't yeah. know. That's all it says. Oh, and I'm like, nutrients what? for the crops. God. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Thank you. Make sure you buried it <laughs> under you my for, fucking thank you for garden. Adding that terribly <laughs> disturbing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like that adds to like uh, yeah. just the craziness of. Uh, she's been through people. some shit. She yeah. probably yeah. wants a, a good role model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that Manson's that. Hey, but man, he, come over here. We'll ball. I got some ass in here. He can convince people. There are a lot of similarities between all of these people. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it says in here, like, according to her, according to Van Houten or Leslie, whatever, we're Van Houten, yeah, yeah, Van Houten, sorry. Yeah. Um, she became so saturated in acid that she could not grasp the existence of those living in a, in a non psychedelic reality. Oh, so she became Jesus. one of those chicks. She says, yeah, yeah. We, we've, all, we've all had friends like yeah. that. <laughs> It's like, like, oh man, what? oh you don't live in this this spectrum of the world, man. I don't, I don't even think I can hang with it's you. It's like man. you guys like, never took a women's lit class and knew all these girls, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I, I legit like. I hear about shit like this, and I immediately think about people in undergrad yeah, that like yeah. that I knew or whatever. That legitimately, I don't. I, don't I think know how they I functioned. saw them. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I saw them. And they were more fucked up mm-hmm. than like they were more often fucked like up. Like you never than sober. saw them straight. Yeah. yeah, I mean it was just like like this dude. We called this one dude T uh, two because uh, he was the second Todd that we knew. <laughs> so, <laughs> very creative. Yeah. Nice. So a lot of uh, thought went into that name. I know, no, I know, man. But uh, this guy was stoned constantly. Yeah. I mean, like, legitimately, it's like, I'm like, hey, you want to go get some food? And he's like, yeah, let me get high first. And I'm yeah. like, dude, you can just eat. Like, yeah. you don't have to be stoned. No, like, it's better when I'm high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but how God. old did you say she was when she was? She's 19. 19. Oh, okay. Because they, they were saying that, like, she was considered to be, like, one of the leaders in, like, the family. Yeah. Man, but I totally, like, if... If someone, if my parents made me have an abortion and then bury the fetus Dude. myself, mm-hmm. 
I would probably also go off the deep end. Yeah. Like I would also join uh, <laughs> Charles Smith. Yeah, I would at goal. least do a lot of drugs to escape. Yeah, like, cool. Yeah, dude. Uh, let's see here. My petunias need and fertilizing. You- <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about Susan Atkins, yeah. aka Sadie. What May Glutz? Is that, is yeah, that is I just had her as Sadie. Why, like, also, apparently Patricia Krenwinkel—they called her Katie. Yes, yeah, they did. I, I re- that, yeah. So this—that's what made reading Helter Skelter so oh, yeah. difficult because he would go back and forth between what their names were in the family, but then what their real names were yeah. like when they. So got, it was like you yeah. were reading about like Fucking, two or three times the number of people yeah. that you were actually, and there were already about. enough yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. That's typical cult behavior. You're you're forced to leave your. Passed behind, you're given new identities. Like, Susan's yeah. a boring name. name. I'm calling yeah. you Sadie. Yeah, and that yeah. was, and uh, that was something that they and mentioned. And then you're going to have a baby, and his name's going to be Pooh Bear. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> that was something that they mentioned in the book, uh, which occasionally, I guess you could say, a blind squirrel finds a nut sure. you know, every once in a while. He gets a couple while. things right. He gets a couple things right, because yeah. he does get into the breaking down of, like, what mentality yeah. and, like, stuff sure. so that it's, like, he can build them back to, you know, be mm-hmm. whatever he wants them to be. Um, all right, hmm. so. Sounds like some experiments that I know about. <laughs> yeah, right. Are you so, going to talk about Gypsy real quick? Uh, I actually don't really? have anything. So, unless well, you since... Because they didn't mention her a lot, but uh-huh. just so we're talking about all the backgrounds of people, I did write a note that Gypsy's parents died really early. She So then she was adopted, and her adopted mom died really young Jeez. when she was young, and her adopted dad was blind mm-hmm. and then remarried someone. And then, like, I think that's when she started, like, getting outed by, like, that family, I think. Gotcha. But, like, so... All of these people so far have had like so like family. the evil stepmother comes in and is yeah, that what you're saying? well it's, it's something it's like, like that. Yeah, all of them have like a a very mm-hmm. uh, shaky yeah like yeah. shaky mm-hmm. home life yeah. kind of thing. You know, I mean, whether it's like divorced parents or like their parents are like alcoholics yeah. or like mm-hmm. so, which I think. Uh, parents died, different things yeah, like that. Yeah, I just said, oh, their parents are alcoholics. Hey, let's talk about Susan Atkins. I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't see a, a person having a steady home life and saying, you know what? I'm going to drop a lot of acid and join a fucking cult. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think, yeah. Usually Nor- normally that's yeah, probably yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> usually they're like, I'm going to stay in my hometown and raise a family. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's a different kind of cult. Oh, well, yeah. that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Uh, wait a second. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, uh, yeah. well, you have not said the name once, and it's been like what an hour and twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Yeah. Oh shit. Wait. What have I not what said? Name? Where he's from? Oh yeah. Manson doesn't have anything to do with Granger. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about Granger. <laughs> False. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, kind of a note to uh, about Susan Atkins before I get into her backstory. Um, they didn't uh, call any witnesses to testify to Atkins' uh, character, where, like they did literally all the other defendants hmm. uh, for this. It's weird. The only thing that they did, they did contact her dad, and basically her dad's like, no, I'm not going to fucking testify, but I do want to tell you that if I basically get my hands on fucking Manson, he's a dead man. Sure. So they so. just skimmed over her. Like, just yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, it was just the, the fact that nobody was willing no, to. Yeah. Stand up for her. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's see. 
Susan Sadie Atkins was born in 48 in uh, San Gabriel, California. She was uh, the second of three children. Grew up in Northern California. Her parents, uh, Jean, or, yeah, Jean and Edward John Atkins, were both alcoholics. Her mother died of cancer in 64. Over the next three years, Susan's life was disrupted by the gradual breakup of her family. Once again, this... Pattern, this, yeah, yeah, this pattern yeah. of like broken, uh, broken women that are just mm-hmm. looking for uh, you know a place to be, kind of thing. Um, I mean, Manson obviously was not a great guy, but he yeah. was he was good at recruiting. He was. It's, it's, it's kind of wild. Yeah, man. I think I think what I'm getting from this is like he gave them this sense of stability. Yeah, and yeah. like just yeah. belonging. Fa- and belonging. You called yeah. it family. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So uh, let's see here. So her life was disrupted by the gradual breakup of her family, frequent relocations, and her leaving home uh, to live independently. Until she was 13 years old, Atkins and her family lived in a middle-class home in Cambrian Park uh, in San Jose, California. She was described by those who knew her as a quiet, self-conscious girl who belonged to her school's glee club and local church choir. Two weeks before her mother was hospitalized for the final time, Susan arranged for members of the church choir to sing Christmas carols under her bedroom window. Uh, After Jean uh, Atkins' death, relatives were asked to help look after Susan and her two brothers. Edward Atkins eventually moved to Los Los Banos, uh, California. The bathroom? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Excuse me. Is there a double L in there? No, it's a B- double L. B- you mean double N? No. B- you mean the dude yeah, over the, the dude, end? Yeah. Like uh, a fuck. Is- I don't even know Spanish anymore. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Fuck. I don't even know Spanish. Uh, yeah, I think it has to have no, the swirly not, guy yeah, over no, the end. I'm a, so sorry. It's not the bathroom. I keep think. I keep wanting to go with fucking French or German, whichever one it's called. It. Umlaut. <laughs> Wait, what? That's German. German, and that's yeah. the two umla- dots. Yeah. I keep uh, wanting okay. to say umlaut nope. for some reason. <laughs> um, you, you see how fucked up my brain is? Like, <laughs> yeah. All of us. No, I'm telling you, dude. Goddamn languages. Like, oh. This is, I, like, I'd, I've been consuming this shit for way too long. Hey, man, it wouldn't uh, be Tether Radio if we weren't all just losing our minds. If we weren't losing our minds and drinking at noon on a Saturday. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so, let's see. So... He, uh, the dad, moved to uh, Los Banos, uh, California, with Susan and her younger brother Stephen. When he found work in San Luis, uh, a dam construction project, just left the kids to sure. for themselves. Well, that's so, work. Fuck it. I gotta go build these dams. Someone's, yeah. someone's gotta do it. These dams aren't gonna build themselves, Susan. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Susan took a job during her junior year in school to support herself and Stephen Atkins. Uh, had been an average student in high school, uh, but her grades deteriorated when she entered Los Banos High School. Uh, during this time, she lived with various relatives. In 66, Atkins asked two classmates to go to San Fran with her over Christmas break. So uh, she left for San Francisco by herself and never returned uh, to finish her senior year. What city was... <sighs> Uh, was what what city what city was uh fucking uh Project Midnight um 
Midnight Climax. Min- Midnight Climax. It, was it was it in San, Fr- San Francisco? It was somewhere over there. It was it was around that area. <laughs> just you know, just throwing that out there. Uh, so in '67, Atkins met Manson uh, when he played guitar at the house where she was living with. It's several always friends. that one guy at Playing the party the fucking guitar with yeah. a fucking uh, guitar. I know. I know. Uh, so when the house was raided several weeks later by the police and Atkins was left homeless, Manson invited her to join his group who were embarking on a summer road trip <laughs> and a converted school bus painted completely black. Hey, bitch, you lonely. Get in the cup. <laughs> get in the van. Get in the bus. Get, get in my golf bus. So this <laughs> was a road trip. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to warp Tour, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> So this was uh, when she received the name, the nickname, Sadie Mae Glutz. <laughs> so, Glutz, uh-huh. man. Yeah. Like, uh, so, let's see. Who else? He's We've got Tex, nice. and I'm just going to. Uh, and Linda Kasabian? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I had Linda Kasabian or whatever notes. And At- Atkins also believed mm-hmm. that um, Manson was Jesus. Yeah. There was a whole lot of, like... But then once they were, like, actually being questioned about it, they just gave these fucking, like, super nebulous, vague answers that it's like, well, I mean, I'm kind of Jesus, and you're Jesus, and we're both God, and, you know, it's like... Whatever. I'm speaking that, truth, and you're speaking uh-huh. truth. Yeah. That is, again, a foundation of a cult, where, yeah. where the leader makes you believe that either the leader speaks I'm to not a higher a leader. power... Yeah, <laughs> or I'm a conduit. I was chosen. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Dude, and I'm please, telling you, did you guys, uh, and this is directed more toward Larry. <laughs> no, shit. I'm about to ask if you've watched something. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm telling you, you need to watch that Wild Wild Country shit. It is absolutely gnarly. What was that one about? Uh, it's it's on the uh, Rajneesh Param. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Man, it is really, really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I haven't um, seen it. So let's see. Oh, she also, just, while you're looking up yep. stuff, um, she um, had a son while they were on Spawn Ranch with some other dude um, <laughs> oh, by Bruce White. Um, and they called him, Manson called him, oh, Lord, uh, <laughs> Zuzuzi Zadfrat Glitz. Aziz Ansari? Yeah. 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 And then we'll probably switch over to next episode. Okay. Believe it or not, we're at an hour and a half right God. now. So. Okay. Holy fuck, one whole episode. Oh, my God. If we have to, we can turn it into three short air ones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, yeah. we'll, we, see. we'll we, see. We've got we'll until see. 5 p.m. to do whatever yeah, the hell we want. I think want, we can do so. it. All right. All right. So uh, let's talk about Charles Tex Watson. So many Charles. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, God, married too long. We both, we both just oh, respond we both the just same. Go, yeah, we both yeah go, in the same yeah. way. Like, same tone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we anyway. don't even notice it. Uh, so, Watson was born in Dallas, Texas. Uh, he was kind of an interesting whatever. 
He was the youngest of three children. Watson grew up attending church locally and was an honor student. Uh, he was legit like, if you go to a small town, yeah. it's like, oh, we we put Tex up in the diner, you yeah. know? Like his picture up in the local yeah. diner or Tex whatever. made the paper again. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, he was editor on the school paper, captain of the football team, set a state record for the low hurdles. I mean, come on. This guy's a... <laughs> By the yeah. way, Operation Midnight Climax was in San Francisco. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, in September of 64, he moved uh, to Denton, Texas to attend the University of North Texas, where he became a member of Pike. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or Butt chugging. I know, right? Pi Kappa Alpha. Uh, isn't Pi Kappa Alpha? Yeah. Isn't that right? Okay. Mm, that's where so, he went downhill. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, in January of 67, he began uh, working at Braniff International as a baggage handler. Using free airline tickets to travel, he visited a fraternity brother in Los Angeles. There he became interested in the psychedelic and music lifestyle <laughs> of the late 1960s. Um, one day, Watson picked up the Beach Boys, Dennis Wilson, <laughs> while he was hitchhiking and brought him to his house. Wait, where, oh, I said that wrong earlier. I said Terry Melcher. Sorry, it was it was Watson. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Watson. where he first introduced, or where Dennis Wilson was first. I'm sorry, <laughs> my God. Tex picked up Tex Wilson picked up hitchhiking. Wilson. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, brought him to his house where he to was. Wilson's house. Yes, where he was first introduced to the Manson family who lived with Wilson. That was over <laughs> at oh, Wilson's okay. house. Um, all right, so that's kind of your quick and dirty for Yeah, they Charles don't like Tex talk Watson. about him a lot in anything. Like, they don't talk about him much really, in this either. Yeah, yeah, which is really weird because. He's Dude, he the was main the main people. orchestrator yeah. for both the murder, like Ugh. the main murders. There was something that was like noted in. Maybe um, he was also an informant, and he's also protected. Oh. See, <laughs> just kind of weird. Uh. And that was that was the other fascinating thing is like like we were talking about uh, before we started recording. This guy, like I said, was one of the main orchestrators for this shit, but he like. Legit, they they first of all they uh, considered him that he was like basically too crazy to stand trial. Yeah, and then he got reevaluated later on and was able to stand trial. But they don't talk about it at all. Yeah, yeah probably because he came off of fucking LSD. Well, so and that was something else that I was going to mention. This uh, apparently they got this uh, Belladonna root, and uh, when when Isn't he was that a with porn the, star. which is really funny because last podcast that they like immediately stopped no shit yeah um but anyway so uh so uh yeah one of them was like yeah it's something about gaping right Uh, but anyway so one of the uh one of the other guys that was living with the family on spawn ranch uh was boiling belladonna root to make some kind of psychedelic tea. Tex came in and like you're only supposed to like drink like whatever like <laughs> two ounces. Butt it, didn't he? No, no. He picks up the fucking like belladonna root and just eats it. <laughs> oh my god. And then they they were like, dude, he just went like completely insane like tripping and like they just didn't know where he was for like he was never seen no he was never seen again like this dude is just 
he started, and it, it really was like like Megan said uh, when he went to college and started like whatever experimenting with this shit, dude. He went off the reservation, man. It was wild. <laughs> Um, all right, so to wrap up Oh, the, Wiki yes. said he was basically catatonic once they extradited him to California. Oh, really? And then he was administ- admitted to the hospital for a 90-day evaluation to determine if he was fit to stand trial. Uh, he was there till February of 71. Oh, wow. So, year and a half. Yeah. And then he, he was, was able to stand trial. Yeah, he hmm. was he was losing weight he and lost stuff. Fifty five pounds. Yeah. yeah, and he wasn't even that big of a dude in the first place. I don't think so. Like, huh? I think he was like a hundred. Yeah, he looked pretty like lean. You know, you know what's funny though is that like MK Ultra ended in seventy three, <laughs> <laughs> and this guy was fit to stand trial in seventy one. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Huh. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Um. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, Linda Kasabian. She was a really fascinating one uh, in all of this because she was she was actually there. Was she there for the uh, La Bianca? I know she was at the Tate murder. Yeah. She was at the Tate, but I don't think she was there for the La Bianca. La Bianca. Okay. She probably. Kn- I think she Honestly, had hearsay. Like, this yeah, one, uh, mine focused a lot more on the Tate murders and just barely on the La Biancas. Yeah. So, well, I it, think I think she. I don't think she was there for La Bianca because someone came back and told her about it and what it was like to use a knife and stab somebody. That's yeah. Okay, I think you're right. Um, and uh, it was really funny because uh, she was actually the driver to the Tate murders, the uh, Sharon Tate murders. Because she was the only one with a valid driver's, <laughs> driver's license. license. God. Oh, so, that's what they're worried I, I, about. Yeah, like, that's <laughs> the most, and that's the funniest part about it, is it's like, all right, whoa, we're whoa, going, whoa, whoa. we're going to kill people, <laughs> but who's got a valid? I driver's can't drive that. My license is expired. Yeah, yeah. guys, guys, I'm not going to break the law. Did yeah. you pay? Our auto insurance premium this month. Like, yeah. We, Wait, whoa. is this car even registered? This dude buggy. This dude buggy's not insured. What the? F- you don't even have like fucking like. Guys, uh, we gotta keep this on the up and up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anywho, all right. So, uh, Linda Darlene Druin hmm, was born on uh, June twenty first, nineteen forty nine, in Biddeford, Maine. Uh, let's see. Father was a construction worker. Uh, mother was a homemaker. They struggled. What financially. is up with these homemakers? Like <laughs> that's just what they call it. Is that I, it's a stay-at-home mom? Yeah, stay at home. Yeah, I'm a homemaker. Okay, yeah. <laughs> because I'm, I'm I keep hearing it. I'm like, does this mean something that I'm not aware of? No, it's just the exact same thing in stay-at-home. No, mom. Oh, okay. Yeah, they just want to. They, they're well, trying. Well, I guess homemaker could be stay-at-home mom or housewife that doesn't have children. So homemaker could be yeah. or like True. is is. I was thinking like an interior decorator or something. No, so like, no, no, this is this is just they, they, they were unemployed. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. They were they were unemployed. They were not the breadwinner. <laughs> they struggled financially in a working class home. Her parents uh, often did not get along, and her father eventually left when she was still a young child. Look at all of like this is yeah, just wild. So many. Like the the home life shit. Yeah, both of her parents remained uh, a short time. Remar- or, I'm sorry, both of her parents remarried a short time later and her father moved to Miami, Florida. She was the eldest child and her mother, Joyce, had remarked that with so many younger children and stepchildren to care for, she was not able to devote the necessary attention to her teenage daughter. 
Quote, I didn't have time to listen to her problems. A lot of what has happened to Linda is my fault. That is a great fucking parent right there. I do. You I don't little t- bitch. I don't have time don't to have time listen to that. What <laughs> fuck's wrong with you? As a child, Kasavia was uh, described by her friends and neighbors and teachers as intelligent, a good student, but a starry-eyed romantic. She was regarded as kind and shy, but, quote, forced to grow up too soon. She dropped out of high school and ran away at the, the at the age of sixteen due to conflict with her stepfather Jake Bird. Whom why did her last claimed. name change? Did it change? Yeah, her I don't know. That's a Pro- probably stepfather. Yeah. That's, okay. Uh, here we go. Here we go. It, it gets into it. Okay. Um, and full disclosure, I'm actually reading from Wiki because I thought I had notes on her and I do not. <laughs> so, uh, the the biggest thing with her was the fact that like she was kind of. Um, she was like almost the only uh, the only member of the family that didn't seem that was there a whole lot. Yeah, that didn't seem like completely brainwashed. Like she was the one that it was like she actually tried to get them to stop Ugh. with at the Sharon Tate murders. Yeah, and and I believe Atkins was basically quoted as just being like telling her like it's too late. Like we've already waxed like yeah. three people. Yeah. So. Um. So, uh, she dropped out of high school and ran away at the age of 16 due to a conflict with her stepfather, whom she claimed mistreated both her and her mother. Kasabian traveled to the West Coast, quote, looking for God. Uh, (laughs) At the age of 16, she married uh, Robert Peasley, but divorced a short time later. She briefly moved to Miami and tried to reconnect with her father, who was working as a bartender. But they again drifted apart before long. She then traveled to Boston and remarried and gave birth to a daughter in 68 when her second marriage to Robert Kasabian began to sour. Uh, Linda and her uh, baby daughter, Tanya, returned to New Hampshire to live with her mother. Later, Robert Kasabian contacted Linda and invited her uh, to meet him in L.A. He wanted her to join him and a friend, Charles Blackbeard Melton, on a sailing trip to South America. <laughs> wow. Wow. With me and Blackbeard, I will not. I will not. I will not do this. Uh, Linda, who was hoping for a re- reconciliation uh, with Robert, returned to L.A. to live with him in Topanga Canyon. So, um, I don't know how she hooked up with... Uh, it's your next section. Well, no, I know, <laughs> but I'm you're just... Reading, yeah. Uh, by the time she became pregnant with her second child, Kasabian was feeling neglected by her husband, Robert, uh, who had ultimately left her behind for the South American sailing trip. You're leaving me for Blackbeard? <laughs> um, Yar, my heart belongs to the sea. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, through uh, Melton, she met Catherine Scher, who told Kasabian about the idyllic ranch outside Los Angeles, where a group of hippies were establishing a, quote, hole-in-the-earth paradise oh. to escape an anticipated race war, which they referred to as Helter Skelter. And guess what? That was the family. So uh, to Kasabian, the ranch situation sounded like the Hopi Island or Hopi legends that she had read about as a girl, and she was intrigued. Uh, in early summer of 69, she decided against attending a July 4th Malibu love-in and instead daughter Tanya in tow joined Cher and uh, traveled to the Spawn Ranch 
in Chatsworth area outside L.A. where she met Manson and soon became a member of his family. Oh. So, um, that is all the players. <laughs> so, or is it? I, well, yeah, to a degree. To a degree. Um, degree. I have a six-page fucking document yeah, that yeah. says otherwise. Yeah. So, well, you play- didn't even talk about Terry Melcher. No, I, I, I don't. I don't have a whole lot. Jolly other, West. Yeah, okay. and I don't have Dick on Jolly I know. West. So. I know. Um, so, <laughs> and you're talking about all the players for, for the, the murders. Tate and yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, Melcher was arguably the reason for the murders. True. Yeah. True. So. So okay. So we'll get to that. Do we want to? Wrap this one and then start the next one and do the murders and uh, how do we want to do this? Do you have anything about what Helter Skelter means? So, I mean, in regards to Manson? Yeah. So, basically, uh, Helter Skelter was... he. Manson thought that the... And I'm just going to quote him, so don't... You know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the blacks would rise against the whites, right? Because uh, he thought that they they would basically rise up and kill all the whites. Yeah. And so Manson wanted to build this like commune out in the desert to yeah. hide during Helter Skelter, and then but come out. What yeah. did that have to do with the fucking Beatles song? <laughs> oh, dude, I think that we would have to take okay. entirely okay. too much yeah. acid okay. in okay. order to connect that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, because it really, it's trying to make sense of, like, nonsense. Yeah. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, I've also got that another family member, Paul Watkins, talked uh-huh. on the stand about a big underground city hidden in a hole wide enough to drive a speedboat across. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that the Book of Revelation said that the city would have no sun and no moon mm-hmm. and a tree with 12 different kinds of fruit. And the mm. family would live off of that and multiply into 144,000 people. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I'm glad you brought that up because I yeah. did have notes in here that, like, they had taken a bunch of their own take on Revelations. Oh, yeah. Um, verses from the Bible. And that the band, the Beatles, were f- from a Bible description in Revelations. And mm. then so the White Album, which has the reference to Helter Skelter, is kind of what led them on that path. Mm-hmm. And then there were also like really weird, there was a really weird chord um, at the end with like, I guess the verbiage of piggies and helter skelter, and so that's kind of where like the word pig and all of that came okay. from in it. Okay, uh-huh. um, and that apparently Charles Manson like really liked that weird chord because it was just so out of place apparently in that right. song, uh-huh. um, and so like that kind of keyed them in on it. Um, but yeah, they just tried to make like their their own take of what Revelations was saying. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, a lot of acid. like a lot of cults <laughs> too. Yeah, um, yeah, man. So uh, I was trying to think of anything else that we need. Oh, to Oh yeah, mention. and that um, there would be like a mark that would be known to Charlie Manson about like that would determine if people were with him or against him. Like there was some mark that only Charles Manson knew about that. Mm-hmm. We're saying these people are with you and those people are against you kind yeah. of thing. And only he would know it. Oh, boy. Yeah. 
Kind of, kind of makes you think about like the whatever the mark of the beast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, I say we wrap it here, and then we will quickly cover the Tate murders, maybe a little of the LaBianca murders. I don't know, and then get into the trial. Perfect. The mess, and then the mind control. Yes. Yeah. I, I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So um, so now you just have to remember all the people when you get to listen to the next part. Exactly. Exactly. So, and, and I will do a, a real quick uh, recap, just names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're gonna, we're going to be talking about Patricia Krenwinkel, a.k.a. Big Patty, uh, <laughs> Leslie Van Houten, uh, or wait. No, Leslie Van Halen. She's at the... She was at the La Bianca. La Bianca. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, for the tape... We'll, we'll recap at the next that's episode. A, that's yeah, a good point. Yeah, that's a yeah, good point. To start the next episode. Good yeah. point. Yeah. All right. So, we're going to conclude this one. <laughs> uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this, uh, this hot take on Manson uh, and all that jazz. Um... For the next episode, it's gonna we're gonna be talking about the uh, Tate murders, brushing on the LaBianca murders, getting into the mind control shit, and doing a little MK Ultra yeah. dive. So, hope you guys enjoyed this one. Um, let me go ahead and get our social shit real quick, like, and then I will uh, I'll put a little tie a little bow on this bad boy. Just like Manson's mom. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, let us know what you guys thought about this one. Um, you can hit us up at tetherradio@gmail.com. That's T-E-T-H-E-R-R-A-D-I-O at gmail.com. We are on Twitter and Instagram at tether underscore radio. Facebook, all one word, Tether Radio. Tether Radio After Dark Facebook group. Uh, it's really fun. It's a closed group. Join it. I dare you. <laughs> Uh, we're, we also have our Facebook. Yes, we are a cult. <laughs> yeah. um, but hey, you don't have to. We, we won't wax you with acid and, and re, uh, rebuild you. We, how we, we won't want command you. you to commit murders. <laughs> yeah. Yet. Yeah. We'll just command you to share your best meme. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're, we're on uh, Facebook also with our Read with Tether group. We're doing Fantastic Land. Yep. Uh, what what was the date for that one? Uh, the week after this episode comes out. Holy <laughs> shit! I haven't Wednesday. even started. Yeah, yet. Wednesday, no. uh, May twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. Yeah. Cool. It goes quick, especially. It's, like, it's, yeah. it is and a like, fantastic it's, book, and it you is will like unput it. downable. It's, yeah. it's really good. Yeah, it's okay. really good. Uh, we've got the Tether Radio newsletter. Um, I don't know. What do we want to do for this one? I'm going to try to find some Manson stuff and just, just throw it together. I don't content. know. By the well, time you're listening to this, you will have already seen the <laughs> newsletter. So we're explaining the past to you at this yeah, point. Yeah, because we're time travelers. Once again, I'm Just put some fun stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's going to be a bit of a surprise and then yeah. some fun stuff and then maybe some weird Manson stuff. We'll see. Okay. Ooh, cool. maybe yeah. you could put like the pictures of the people we're talking about. Yeah, I think I'm going to do Ooh, some of that. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they've got some gnarly pictures. Hey, so, I have an idea. What's up? Mm-hmm. Since we're covering so much, instead of like doing untethered, and if we do do three, yeah, Monday, put the second one out Mo- as an untethered. Monday, Wednesday, Monday, yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Monday. We do that. We do that. Uh, That'll work. Okay, just throwing that okay. out there. Okay. okay. So uh, if you can't tell, we are uh, playing we're by flying hot loose. We're flying by the seat of our pants, yeah. man. I just uh, said that. Yeah, I, I was trying to say it and I couldn't get it. 
Uh, so you guys should get married. <laughs> you guys should get married at some point. Uh, <laughs> I know we should, we should make it official. Uh, so you can sign up for the the uh, newsletter at tetherradio.substack.com. You can also see all of our previous newsletters at that uh, website. So. Uh, we've got Tether Radio Untethered that normally comes out on Wednesdays. Uh, undecided at this point. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll Not see how end. we put it together. Yep. Um, and I believe that is it. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you guys so much for joining us for episode two hundred of the Radio Podcast. Uh, I'm Daniel. I'm Allie. I'm your dirty Uncle Larry, baby. Megan, yeah. you want to say something? I'm the one. <laughs> <laughs> and we are all thanking you guys so much for uh, joining us for this one. And be sure to check out the next one for uh, potentially the stunning conclusion. But I don't know. We'll see, we'll see what happens. I <laughs> uh, hope you guys have a fantastic week. And until then, take it easy, friendos. Bye. Bye.